Our God is a missionary God, and we are His missionary people. You're listening to The Scent Life, the official podcast of the Center for Great Commission Studies at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. On this episode of the Scent Life podcast, I want to speak directly to our missionaries, our church planters, and others that are in ministry. And we're going to talk about an area that I don't believe we talk about enough, and it's this, that although ministry is fulfilling, it's also hazardous. And one of the greatest hazards is to do our ministries disconnected from the Word of God. Tune in to find out more from the Scent Life. Glad you joined us again on the Scent Life podcast. Today's a, a bit different. Uh, my co-host, uh, Scott Hildreth, uh, he's off doing bigger and better things this week. He will join me again next week, uh, so it's just me. Uh, but I've been looking forward to this episode, uh, and, and I'm going to hit on an area that, that seems really obvious, almost to the point of why in the world, Greg, are you... <laughs> Are you talking about this today? And it's directed primarily at our missionaries, uh, those of you that are living, uh, you're ministering in some cross-cultural contexts around the world. But this is also applicable to those involved in church planting or just ministry in general. And and here's what I want to talk about today. Uh, So listen up. Your need, even though you're a missionary, a church planter, a a ministry leader, you need the Bible. Uh, And you say, well, that seems really obvious. Uh, well, it is, but, but you and I both know uh, that ministry is fulfilling, uh, but it can also be chock full of hazards. Uh, you know, thinking about living uh, cross-culturally, you have language, you've got culture, you've got uh, new experiences, even of spiritual warfare, and, and that can compound all the hazards that we might face in ministry, and particularly if you're a missionary. But what happens is in the midst of those uh, long days, those long nights of ministry, uh, I've talked to missionaries over and over again, and here's some commonalities. There is a real and a deep struggle, honestly, with spiritual exhaustion. And and many that I talk to, uh, when it's just us, they would say, I just feel like although I'm ministering, I'm ministering out of what I don't have, and it's kind of the spiritual dryness. And so there's a lot that goes into that. Uh, and, and again, there are different seasons of ministry, but I really do uh, believe that one of the key ingredients behind spiritual exhaustion, behind spiritual dryness, is a lack of rich and nourishing time in the Word of God. And that's why I would say missionaries desperately need the Bible. And and so what I want to talk about today is just some practical things, really six ways to hold on to the Word of God in seasons of ministry, whether they be fruitful seasons, or perhaps you're in a season right now that you would say, I'm exhausted, and spiritually speaking, I'm dry. So what are some ways that you can hold on to the Word of God? Well, first and foremost, Again, obvious, it might seem, uh, but I think we start here. First and foremost, how do you hold on to the Word of God is simply read it. Uh, You don't fall into reading the Word of God. It takes work. And why do we do that? Well, reading the Bible exposes you to the grandeur and the goodness of God. 
uh, and a book uh, that I think is helpful in this area outside the scriptures, and I like what George Guthrie says in his book, uh, Read the Bible for Life. He says this, as we read on a daily basis, growing in our skill in Bible reading, the rhythm of a life lived deeply in God's word will become as nurturing as our daily meals, as spiritually strengthening as daily exercise, and as emotionally satisfying as a good morning kiss from a spouse. It takes discipline, but Bible reading can come to be a discipline of delight if we open our hearts and lives to it. And so I would encourage you, even now, get back to or maybe starting anew, make Bible reading a daily routine. If you're like me, uh, you get bored uh, pretty easily. Uh, I do all the time. Uh, my family makes fun of me. I always want a new challenge, a new adventure. And sometimes that can be detrimental in, in our spiritual lives, particularly in ministry. But, uh, but if, if that's how you feel about reading the Word of God on a daily or a consistent basis, then, then don't be afraid of a change of pace. Uh, maybe instead of reading it, uh, listen to the Bible via an app. Uh, that's the beauty of having smartphones and apps at our disposal. Just listen to the Word of God. I do this a lot. Uh, I happen to be a runner. Uh, I'm not good at it, and I'm not fast, but I am a runner. Uh, and so oftentimes, instead of music, uh, I'll just turn on uh, a book of the Bible uh, through a listening app and listen to that. Or perhaps while you're getting ready for the day, uh, you can just have somebody pick your favorite accent uh, and uh, have them soothingly read to you uh, the book of First Peter. Uh, perhaps it's a great way to then bolster kind of reading habits. Oftentimes that listening uh, really whets my appetite and then it allows me to get back into my normal routine of reading. So first of all, just read uh, the Word of God. And let me say this before I move on to our second point. What a beautiful gift it is that you and I can read the Bible, that we can read the Bible in our own language. Let's not move too quickly past that fact. That hasn't been true throughout the history of the church. Uh, it reminds me of, of William Tyndale, the great English reformer uh, who gave his life literally to translate the scriptures, to translate the New Testament from Greek uh, into the common language uh, of the people around him, which was English. Uh, what a beautiful thing. Again, he translated the New Testament in 1525, and unfortunately, uh, due to the pressures in the church at the time, uh, he was counted as a heretic simply for trying to get to the Word of God into the hands of ordinary people, and so was burned at the stake in 1536. But because of his, his life, his ministry, and even his death, there have literally been billions of Bibles sold uh, over the last 50 years, just, just pointing that out, but it still remains the most sold and bought book in the history of books. And so thank you to William Tyndale and other ministers. And so don't take for granted for yourself and even the people you live among the value of having the Word of God in a heart language. Uh, so that's why I so appreciate the work of missionaries around the world, whether they be with the IMB, uh, I think uh, of uh, Wycliffe, the translation work that goes on. And so I'm grateful for that. So don't minister and forget the own gift in your own life of reading the Word of God. Secondly, uh, connected to that, how do you hold on to the Word of God? Uh, study it. Uh, don't just read it, but saturate yourself with the Word. Don't settle for skimming over the surface. Commit to delving the depths of God's Word through 
times of study. Uh, Oftentimes in ministry, particularly as you're uh, building relationships, you're working a strategy, you're meeting with men and women to share the gospel or perhaps disciple them, uh, whatever that looks like in your uh, missionary or ministry context, too often our time in the Word of God is directed towards something or someone else. Uh, It's always that next ministry appointment. It's always that next need that someone else may have. But But don't short-circuit your time, not only reading, but studying the Word of God to dig deep. Spend time studying a book. Uh, Pick a book and go deep in that. Uh, Perhaps it's a theme that you want to chase throughout the Scriptures. Or, better yet, maybe there's an area in your life. There's an area in your life where you know that you need to grow to look more like Jesus. Or perhaps, even right now as you're listening, the Spirit's convicting you and there's an area of sin in your life. Uh, maybe it's one that you haven't had the courage uh, to even talk to God about, much less uh, somebody on your team uh, or somebody else in your life. Uh, perhaps it's a sin that you need to slay, uh, and, and you need the community around you, and of course the Spirit working within you, uh, but you need God's Word uh, to help shine the light on that and chart a, a course forward for growth uh, and, and to lay that sin to rest. In fact, not just lay it to rest, to, to kill it. And so perhaps if it's that area of growth or that sin to slay, uh, find out everything that the Bible has to say about that particular topic or that sin and just start studying, digging deep. And so we want to read the Word, you want to study it. uh, And then from there, uh, we're good at those types of things. I would say the third way to hold on to the Word is just to meditate uh, or maybe a better word. That's a biblical word, but sometimes we think about reflecting on the Word of God take more than just 15 or 30 minutes a day. That's not enough to live out the Christian life by just getting bits and pieces of time with God and His Word. Uh, Set aside some extended times to kind of saturate yourself, to meditate in the Word of God. It's been said, and I I need to chase down who said this quote, uh, but I've heard it and it's spoken to me for years, and I think it's true. It says, it's been said that there are three things that are eternal. God, His Word, and the souls of men and women. And so invest in these things. Again, there's many things we we should and can invest in, but but some of those lasting things are God, His Word, and the souls of men and women. And so think about the Word. Come back to it. Keep it before you as often as possible throughout your day. Again, this is an investment, not just in the here and now, not just in the next ministry, opportunity, but in eternal things. Uh, Scott and I, he, he's not with me today, but, but he and I developed a course years ago uh, called Spiritual Formation uh, in the Life of a Missionary. And, and we did that primarily to hit at, at some of these things I'm talking about today. Uh, because over and over again, some of the responses we would get from uh, our students and missionaries on the field and around the world was this area of, of dryness and exhaustion, spiritually speaking. And a lot of it was tied to uh, prayer uh, and Bible reading. Uh, and so we developed this course, and one of the things we always did the first time we gathered together, the first day of class, uh, we met for just a little bit, and then we kicked them out of the classroom. Uh, and we sent them out for at least half a day of just spending time with the Lord 
in, in the scriptures. And, and we gave them some resources to help them guide them through that. You know, oftentimes spending a half day or longer with the Lord can feel awkward or strange if you haven't done that. It's a, it's a muscle you have to build. But we would send them out and we would do that. Oftentimes we found ourselves in busy cities because that's real life. Uh, spending extended time with the Lord doesn't have to be the perfect environment because the word is meant to grow us up in the context and the places we live. So we would send them out. Then we would come back in later that day, that afternoon, or even the next day. Uh, and we would just talk about their experience. What was difficult about that? What was good about that? What what were they learning? Uh, and for many, it was a practice that they wanted to continue, not just with themselves, if they were married, uh, to do that with their husband and their, or their wife uh, on their teams to commit to, again, long extended times to saturate, to meditate, to reflect on the Word. The other one I want to hit, uh, a couple more, uh, how do we hold on to the Word? Uh, another one is to memorize. I know uh, if you're listening uh, right now, you just kind of said, I'm going to fast forward really quick. <laughs> Why? Because I find that this is really a dying discipline uh, for many people. Uh, there's multitude of reasons, but but a lot of it is life is busy, ministry is challenging, and memorizing the scriptures does take a pretty big investment. And so again, maybe it's busyness in your case. Maybe it's because I do have uh, easy access to the Bible uh, in the palm of my hand or on my computer, and so uh, I haven't memorized things as well. I don't know what it is, but maybe decide even today to take some time to, con- to commit the word to memory. Cultivate the ability to call the word to mind. Specific uh, key verses, maybe it's even whole chapters or even, yes, I'm saying even an entire book of the Bible. And it does take work. Believe me, I know. <laughs> and the biggest piece it takes work is, is going back to and the repetition and the reviewing. But here's what it does. If you spend time memorizing the Word of God, it'll drive it deep into who you are, and it allows the Holy Spirit to minister to you. And then it allows the Spirit to minister through you to others, no matter where you are and no matter the challenges you're facing. And so I would encourage you to memorize uh, the Word of God. And, and I've also found it's helpful. Uh, there are other uh, certain places to memorize for, for myself. I, I have spent and continue to spend a lot of time in the Lord's Prayer. Uh, sometimes it, it's places like that. Maybe it's the Christ hymn in, in Colossians 1. Uh, and perhaps you find other helps that help you with that. Um, I know Lexham Press has a series of small books uh, about uh, the Apostles' Creed and the Lord's Prayer and the Ten Commandments. And so sometimes just studying uh, meditating on those specific places in Scripture then lead to uh, memorizing as well. And so I would encourage you uh, to do that. It, it's not wasted time to memorize the Word of God. Uh, the last two things I would say in terms of holding on to the Word, uh, particularly for those of you uh, in the thick of ministry, uh, we don't want to just read it, study it, meditate on it, memorize it. Spend time praying praying through the scriptures. Uh, that oftentimes seems to be uh, something that we just tack on at the end or forget, at least if you're like me, uh, because the word really does inform and inspire our prayers. Uh, the Psalms, of course, are a wonderful 
uh, place to go. It's, it's a great help uh, in this area. You can use the Psalms really as your words. I mean, why not pray back exactly what you're reading back to the Lord? Uh, and why are the Psalms so good at this? Again, there are other places, but the Psalms, and they are just honest. They are raw, and they are also lofty at points. I mean, they take us into the very throne room of God. And so I appreciate the Psalms because wherever you are, in a fruitful season of ministry, or perhaps you are feeling like your prayers are bouncing off the ceiling, the psalmist understands that, and so they speak to the emotional spectrum. And oftentimes, as I spend time reading those words, meditating on them, and praying them back to God, uh, it really is the seeds for extended prayer times. Uh, Some other helps in that area of praying through the scriptures, Donald Whitney has written an excellent little book called Praying the Bible. And he really just walks you through how do you pray the scriptures. Again, not a formula. Uh, very helpful. I found that resource uh, really a good one uh, in my journey to pray uh, the scriptures. And there are, uh, there are other, other ways you can go about that. But I want to encourage you there. And then lastly, uh, it shouldn't just stay uh, in, our, in our prayer closets. It shouldn't just stay in our personal times with the Lord that we should look for uh, places to apply and obey the word. Uh, and so that would be the sixth way to hold on to the word, just application and obedience. And, and here's what I want to say to you, to you missionaries. Before you begin to think about who else needs this application or uh, uh, somebody else that I could teach this to, first, think about your own life and your family. What is God showing you through his spirit? What is he challenging you with? What do you need to pick out as an application and an obedience point? So think about your own life. Think about your family first, your team as well. And then begin to think about that next ministry appointment or that discipleship group or that teaching time or sermon. Don't go there first. Uh, Again, uh, the Word of God, as we spend time in it and let it do its work in our lives, then we minister out of that. Uh, And so the Spirit really wants to use the Word in your life to grow you, to mature you, and to help you pursue God with more expectation and more passion. And as you allow the Word uh, to stir that up through the work of the Spirit in in your life, in your family, in your context, it will impact your ministry. So again, six ways to hold on to the Word. Read it, study it, meditate on it, memorize it, pray it, and then apply and obey it. Uh, And why do we do this? I just want to hit a a few, uh, really three brief things that I think, uh, why do missionaries need the Bible? And again, not just missionaries, uh, really anyone in ministry, but I'm speaking specifically to missionaries on this episode. So what does holding on to the Word help to combat in our lives and ministries? First, I think if we can uh, dedicate ourselves to the Word, it can help combat what I call ministry staleness. (laughs) You know, I don't have to say a lot. You understand when ministry just seems stale. Oftentimes, if you are finding yourself in that season, it can be a good indicator that you are ministering either out of your own strength or you're only ministering out of from past experiences. You need to reconnect with the Good Shepherd through His Word. 
This will give you renewed energy and renewed vision for your ministry. So holding on to the word helps combat ministry staleness. The other thing, uh, as you spend time saturated in the word of God, it helps to combat against pride. Let me just be real honest and clear here. You are not the most important person to missions. Your team isn't dependent solely on you. In fact, the strategy and the ministry uh, that you are a part of isn't built for one person. It is built for a family, a team, a community of faith. It's a team of men and women submitted to the Lord, and they give deference to one another. And so, therefore, the peoples that you work among, they need an encounter with a humble king, not a prideful missionary. And the Word of God, as you get in front of that mirror, will slay pride in your life. And we need a daily dose of that. Missionaries want to blaze their own trail. The peoples around the world don't need a new trail. They need to be taken back to the ways of the Lord, which we find in His Scripture. So, Holding onto the word combats pride. And the last thing I would say, and I think this is really important for anyone in ministry, but particularly for missionaries, if you hold on to the word, it helps combat against strategy dependence. Here's what I mean by that. God is the one who fulfills his mission. It's not about having the right strategy. Now, I will say clearly strategy is needed and it's important. However, our dependence, your dependence, has to be on the living God who transforms the hearts of men and women and not on our plans or strategies. And it's the Word of God that reminds us to make sure that we have our priorities rightly ordered. And so holding on to the Word, again, helps push back against or even combat against ministry staleness, pride, and even strategy dependence. Uh, those are just three areas. It does so much more in our lives, uh, in our families, and in our ministries. And so today, I wish we were sitting over a cup of tea or a cup of coffee, but I really, uh, what I would say to you is, is what you are hearing on this podcast, that you need the Bible. And it's not simply a ministry tool. Uh, it is a tool that the Lord uses through His Spirit to transform us to look more like Jesus. And as we do that, as our love for God is deepened, uh, our love for others and our ministry will have more energy, uh, more passion, and I believe more fruit. Uh, that's why God's given us his word. And he's given it to you and I in our language because God wants to be known, not just used as a ministry tool. Uh, and so let me encourage you, missionaries, church planters, anybody in ministry, you need the Bible. And perhaps the Lord is challenging you today to get back to those habits and routines of reading and studying, of meditating, of memorizing, of praying, and then of living out the Word of God in your life, in your family, and in your ministry. And that's what He wants for you. And so we would love to hear from you here at The Scent Life um, as you think about uh, holding on to the Word of God in these different seasons of life and ministry. Maybe you have some other suggestions. Maybe it's other resources, uh, some other ways that you have found that you can hold on to the Word of God as you minister and as you live. And so uh, reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. So uh, as we end today, I, I really just want to pray for you. 
you that are listening, for our missionaries that are serving in difficult places, uh, whether you feel like you're in a fruitful time uh, or a dry time, let me pray for you. Lord God, we do come together. Thank you for these men and women. Lord, thank you for their ministries and a whole host of contexts among a varieties of peoples. Lord God, I know ministry presents challenges, uh, Lord. And it's not simply the challenge that's within the ministry, but it often unearths uh, issues in our own lives, Lord. Shortcomings and sin and deficiencies. And Lord, there is a battle going on. It is not simply that of flesh and blood, but it really is spiritual. And so I pray for those listening today that they would fight to hold on to the Word of God in their lives and in their ministries, Lord. Perhaps you have used today to encourage them. Uh, Maybe you've brought back particular scriptures uh, or you've highlighted to them areas of growth or sins to slay. But Lord, I pray for each of them that their ministries would be an overflow from their uh, time in the Word, from their dependence upon your Spirit. Uh, Lord God, that as they share the gospel, uh, as they disciple men and women, Lord, as they learn from brothers and sisters around the world, Uh, Lord, that they would uh, all together grab hold of your word, that they would hold on to it. They would never uh, step away from it. And Lord, that you might, uh, where there is ministry staleness, bring a new uh, energy uh, and vision. Lord, where there's pride, that there would be humility. And Lord God, where strategy seems to be the priority, that uh, Lord, you would, uh, and that you would be the fount uh, of strategy. And the question wouldn't be, does this work, but simply does this reflect a God uh, who wants to be known among all peoples all around the world. So thank you for these men and women. Thank you for them. We continue to pray for them, pray that they're encouraged today. We ask all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you again next week on The Scent Life.